0: Hello, welcome to the Pit Stop Podcast, I'm Braden Dollar-Coltman, I'm joined by Jordan Dollar-Coltman, ever F1 enthusiast. Um, we had a, I would say a rather lackluster uh, race last week with the Styrian Grand Prix. We've got a, basically the exact same race coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, recapping last week and setting up next week. How you doing, Jordan? Good. Good. Here we go. Okay, so we had a pretty boring race, I would say, only in so much that not a lot of change happened. We had some nice kind of uh, battles in the middle there between Lando Norris, Sergio Perez, um, you know, Yuki Tsunoda got uh, got into the top 10 there. Uh, Max Verstappen finishing first, proving that Red Bull is much more than uh, I think any other team anticipated or perhaps expected this year. Um, led by their phenom Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton Bottas and the Mercedes vehicles finished second and third Um, Jordan what what are your thoughts obviously I've mentioned that I thought it was rather boring what did you think of the uh, the steering Grand Prix last weekend
1: yeah I mean it it wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of drama. It wasn't like we've seen a couple of races where, you know, right near the end, there's there's a mad scramble to the finish. We knew who was going to win pretty much right from the get-go, you know, right from pole. Verstappen had the, the, the superior car and he drove it superbly. Um, tire um, strategy was a factor throughout the race, but I think both Mercedes and Red Bull's teams did what they expected the cars to do and, and they... They got the results they kind of expected it was interesting lewis did take the late pit stop gave up any you knew he didn't have a chance to catch Verstappen, so he gave up uh, some some sort of overall time when you look at the final. you know I think he finished like 35-something seconds behind Verstappen, but that's because he added soft tires and went right. with the fast, for a fast lap, which he did get, which is an extra point, which could be really, really critical down the line. So some some late street, st- strate- strategic decisions by both those teams. But yeah, Red Bull is who we thought they were. Mercedes um, just hasn't done enough and hasn't yet quite, got their car to to stay competitive racing and race out with Red Bull. Um, McLaren is who he thought they were. It was interesting. They didn't really fight for position for most of the race, knowing that they also just did not have the pace. So, you know, we saw pretty early on Lando Norris gave up the position he had to Sergio Perez. And, you know, some people would argue, oh, well, you should still be fighting for a podium. But it's like the truth was he knew he wasn't going to keep the car there. That I think McLaren is fully accepting and understanding that they are not chasing mercedes and red bull they are they are running away from ferrari and uh in some of the other sort of third place teams and mclaren obviously winning third place last year they'll be looking to do the same this season and get lando norris as many points as the drivers as he can and he, he he's had a f- superb season uh, still the only driver well he is the only driver to have collected points in every race and he keeps that streak alive he, he's yet to go a race without points so that's great news um, but it'd yeah.
0: be nice to see Ricardo step up a little bit more when it comes to uh, finishes. You know, he's in a, he's in a, a, a strong vehicle Norris is driving it lights out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we talked about the transition. He transitioned from Renault now Alpine, another vehicle that we anticipated or projected last week on our podcast that would have perhaps a, a, a stronger outing than they did uh, this week. Uh, Ocon finishing 14th, mm-hmm. Alonzo, yeah, he ninth, but yeah, um, but somebody that we keep kind of overshadowing here, Pierre Gasly, he finished, I think fourth or fifth in the qualifying and had just an unfortunate, he was out of the race for five laps, I think.
1: Yeah. He got obviously a little bit of help because Bottas, was uh knocked down three spots from where he qualified which was second because of his spin in the pits during practice we talked about last last week um so gasly did get a little bit of assistance there but yeah he didn't finish lap one he he made contact pretty early on and then just had some issues and they weren't able to get the car to work so they had to retire him uh definitely disappointing for gasly who's had a great season again He has just sort of fit into this AlphaTauri team so well after you know losing the seat in Red Bull and a couple years ago, and everyone sort of making a big deal out of it. He just seems like this is a really great fit. I think he and his teammate uh, in uh, Sonoda are are enjoying working together. They're both you know just young drivers with a lot to, to prove, but also, you know, they continue to, to get better and better. And that's exciting. The other guy who had a disappointing outing and also didn't finish was a George Russell. And, you know, we talked last week, he had a good chance of getting some points for Williams. Cause I think he qualified 10th qualified really well. This, and, yeah. uh, and unfortunately he just couldn't get his car to the finish line because it had hydraulic fuel issue or uh, fluid issues. And that's nothing the driver can do at that point. You know, you just, the, the, the machine failed you. Um, had to have been frustrating. He was superb. And we've, uh, unfortunately, George Russell's had a few of these. Remember he had the seat last year covering for Lewis and there was a car issue too. And a pit pit stop issue where they mixed up the tires that cost him uh, a better finish in that race and possibly, probably even the win, you know? So, um,
0: so so bad luck for Russell. These guys have been racing for years, like since they were kids. Right. So I'm curious what is more frustrating having, Uh, not finishing where you perhaps expect to finish on the uh, in the race or having a a vehicle malfunction or having an issue you know an issue come up that you you just can't you just can't control well well I think for the drivers
1: it's probably more frustrating when the car fails you because that's out of your hands you know when you or even a pit stop that just goes poorly because you 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 have nothing there's nothing you could do you'd be driving the perfect race your lines are great you know your tire management is perfect everything's going superbly and then in a split second it's gone for whatever reason that's obviously i think more frustrating as a driver when you make a mistake as a driver you're probably frustrated but you're frustrated with yourself yeah you know but at least there you can you know there's something you can learn from it On the other side of it you know you don't you're not the engineers you're not the yeah yeah. so that's got to be a different level of frustration
0: like you know you're not playing as a I mean, you are playing as a team the whole time, but there's very specific roles in that team. Pit stop, it's very important that all of the engine or all the mechanics or whoever's working on the vehicle, you know, they're they're quick and the driver has his responsibility. The, you know, we've even talked about people up in the sky that have (laughs) an important role in a race. So it's, it's, it's fascinating when it comes down to frustration, where, where does that kind of lie? And How does it uh, come up? So, yeah, like we said, frustrating for George Russell, frustrating for Pierre Gasly. They're sure to have better races next week. Um, They have an opportunity to race the exact same race. Um, Any final thoughts on the steering Grand Prix? Jordan shaking his head. Nothing, because it was not what we anticipated. And hopefully uh, next week will be a lot better. Do you or someone you know own a small business?
1: Are you looking to grow or to reach new customers? Hey, why not let us help? Hattrick is looking for unique brands, businesses, and products to advertise on our show. You can find out how we can help spread the word about your business by contacting us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
0: All right. We've got the exact same race coming up this weekend. It's at the Red Bull Ring it's not the uh, Styrian grand prix but it is the austrian grand prix 7 a.m july 4th um we looked into whether or not maybe they would turn the track around and go counterclockwise but it appears uh, if i'm not mistaken that it's the exact same race uh, perhaps weather will be different perhaps um, uh, qualifying will be different um, one thing to note quickly and i'm gonna read this because i'm not too sure what all of this means, but in an interesting move, Pirelli has nominated different tire combinations, uh, for the Styrian and Austrian Grand Prix, despite the races being held on the same track and just a week apart. Uh, so for this, uh, uh, we uh, For this race upcoming at the Austrian Grand Prix, the P0 White Hard will be the C3, the P0 Yellow Medium, the C4, and the P0 Red Soft, the C5. So I'll leave that to tire enthusiasts to figure out what that really means. Um, beyond those changes, um, Jordan, what other storylines are going into the weekend? Uh, what should we expect at the Austrian Grand Prix?
1: I think we should expect Mercedes to come back swinging. I think uh, we have often seen in the past that Mercedes has sometimes taken punches, has sometimes taken you know, a knockdown in one of these kind of races where they lose badly, and they more often than not have been able to bounce back. That's what has found them so much success in the last seven years, and that's obviously become Lewis's bread and butter. He has a bad race. He usually doesn't have too many of them in a row. I would argue last race wasn't a bad race for Lewis Hamilton. I think he did everything he could with the machine underneath him. It's now time for the team to make some upgrades. There was a lot of question marks around what Mercedes strategy was this season as far as car upgrades. It sounds like now that they know they're in a real, a real fight to the finish here for championship. Um, that they're going to start making some of those upgrades we don't know exactly what that means and in which races we're going to start to see them it's difficult when you only have a one week interval and in this case you've had three this will be the third race in, in three weeks so very little time to be working on the car in between but the one advantage i would argue between last week and this week as opposed to last week and the previous week before that there's no travel you're in the same place you're in the same Space. The conditions are all the same. You can
0: if you if upgrade. you stay in between. The drivers have probably taken a little. Yeah, yeah but the cars aren't traveling so. anywhere. Yeah. The
1: the circus that follows these teams around is sitting pat in in Austria. You're in the same garage for a week. You can work on your car. You can make adjustments, change your, you know, whatever package they're going to work on. And Mercedes is certainly not going to just roll over and hand the season to Verstappen and to Red Bull. That's the last thing that they want to do. Um, the other thing I will say, however, is that this is a very, very good opportunity for Red Bull to take a, you know, decisive lead uh, in the season. Um, from their perspective, it would be three wins in a row. That would be huge. If Verstappen can win, they they they'd get an unbelievable uh, opportunity for Red Bull. You know, he didn't win. Um, Uh, you know perez was on the podium a couple weeks ago but the point being red Bull as a team looking at the constructors race is in a really good position to be leaving their home track after back-to-back races with just an just a very very good lead and then something that they'll definitely want to carry forward into the rest of the year i also think there are some you know interesting storylines concerning some of the other teams that are there uh, as we've talked about, Lando Norris and, and McLaren did have a very good race, but that felt like they just didn't have the, the the pace they needed last week. I would look for them to be pushing, especially during qualifying, to see what, what if anything, they get out of that car. And then the other thing, as I said, conditions are going to be what the conditions are going to be. But if they're not the exact same as last week, that's going to offer opportunities for drivers with different You know strategic plans and we don't know what these tires necessarily are going to contribute but the teams are going to find that out through practices friday and saturday and then obviously into qualifying and we'll know pretty quickly whether or not these tires are going to make an impact because it's possible that they will too strategic wise pardon me strategy wise yeah the the thing we did learn last week was you know this is a race course you can push for a one-stop strategy Mm -hmm. but i think some teams looked at that as as maybe not working as well as they had originally planned. Not that the tires didn't last, but they just, they lost so much more pace than they anticipated, I think, on the on the harder tires. They could go long enough, but they just didn't, they weren't competitive with them. So we might see a few teams look for undercuts and a few opportunities for, for a couple more stops, but we'll see. Uh, it could be just as ho-hum, cold cut and dry as it was last week.
0: How uh, How close do you think qualifying will be to what we saw last week in terms of positioning?
1: Again, lots of factors. Um, the teams that do well at these tracks seem to do well at these tracks. Mercedes is going to qualify well. Um, Verstappen seems to have unbelievable pace, and he likes this track. Uh, obviously, he won on it last week. I would expect him to do well again. But it, you know, conditions could be the factor. There's a couple drivers who uh, uh, qualify better. You know, when they're when they're fighting off some conditions. The other guy, I think, like we mentioned in the previous segment, I mean, Pierre Gasly has something to to get back. He wants to be able to get his car. All the way through the race, but he qualified really well last week, so it's possible that he's even able to get a, a little bit better sp- position on the starting grid, um, d- depending on how the car performs. But, um, but no, I, I, it's really hard to say. It's a, it's a weird thing when you, you know, you you would say, well, if the conditions are the same, the track's the same. You know, the drivers are the same. The only thing that's changing is whatever upgrades or changes have been made to the cars. You should be looking at similar results, but this isn't a video game simulation. You know, there's so many factors that come into play. You know, we saw during practice last week, a lot of teams pushing the cars right to the edge of this track and having a lot of issues with it. We had no cautions, no yellow flag, no sustained yellow flags. We had a couple little moments of contact early on. Obviously that's what cost Gasly his opportunity to finish the race, but nothing, no serious accident, no, no safety car. But uh, I will point out there were a couple close calls. You know, Lewis almost lost it on a turn at one point, pushing right to the edge of that sort of track limit. So uh, it's a very it's a fun and competitive course, but hopefully it can be a little
0: more competitive than it was last week and somebody can give Max a run for his money. So we usually do uh, p one, two, three predictions. I think it'll be fun because... Uh, the race is much more than just the top three contenders. Who are your projections for P4, 5, and 6 this weekend?
1: Okay, well, to do this, I have to first do 1, 2, and 3 in my head. Okay, so 4, 5, and 6? That's right. Out of qualifying?
0: Uh, uh, or in the race? Final race. In oh, the okay,
1: race. Sergio yeah. Perez, 4th. four. Okay. Lando Norris, 5th. Uh-huh. Charles Leclerc. Oh, six.
0: all right well I've got a very similar prediction to yours with um, uh, Perez in four Norris in five but I've got uh, I've got our guy Gasly in, in, uh, in, in six. Um, I think that he is frustrated uh, as we mentioned in the last uh, uh, topic there about not finishing uh, you know qualifying so well and not finishing uh, wanting to come back same ring same race uh, and, and and finish well. Um, that's who I've got five, uh, four, five and six. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts on uh, what we're what we're going to see this weekend?
1: No, I think that the, it's the factors that we really need to know as we go into the race or what the weather, weather report says. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You know, just from like a racing fan perspective, the ideal here at this course would be like half a race under regular conditions and half a race Tour. under like wet conditions. Yeah, and we, sure. there was a little concern last week. I know a little there was some, snow in there. No, a little. I know snow, it's not that time of Austria, but there was some concern. You know, early on last week, there, there were some clouds on the radar and maybe we'll get some precipitation. We didn't, we haven't had a wet race yet this season. So that's something we can look forward to at some point. And it's always it, that then you just throw all your cards out and you see what, what, what happens. Cause some drivers perform really well. Yeah. And some of the, even some of the better drivers just can't handle the wet conditions, but this would be a fun course for it. Cause it's a, uh, you know, it's long straightaways and, and it's not too technical, of course, to, 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 to combat from that perspective. So it'd be fun if it was wet. That'd be my hope, but that's not my prediction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be fun if it were a lot of things. If a lot of uh, a lot of uh, changes happen during the race in terms of positioning, uh, lots of good battles. Those are always what's fun to watch. It's you know you're, and this is a pretty short. Race too in terms of the the distance and the laps, um, you want you want the changes, you want the battles, you want to see that competition in race. It's it's kind of annoying when they get so far ahead of each other that you know you're just kind of hoping that their 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 um, their times cut down. Uh, one final thing: this is a fir- this is going to be the first race that we see um, since um, COVID hit that we've got a full capacity. Uh, race we're we're bound to see about sixty thousand people at this race. Um, I don't know if it carries the same kind of home court advantage or value for the racers to have cheering fans, but uh, for us at home, it's always fun to watch uh, that excitement in uh, at, at the uh, at the track. Um, So, uh, yeah, bound to be a good race, Austrian Grand Prix this weekend, July 4th, 7 a.m. As always, set your PVR if you live here in Canada. All right, that was the Pit Stop Podcast. The Pit Stop Podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar-Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Metis. And the Nakota Sioux peoples as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish and tsleil nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands
1: for generations and we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories the ordinary podcasting network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination but a journey and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space